All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukera, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. They invest their clients' buddies into individually owned stocks and custom-made portfolios for to suit their particular needs. If you have questions about how to invest in the market anytime this half hour, call us at 330 67 Three one two three four and talk to Walt directly. Well, Walt, actually, we're getting back on track for the new year. Last week was a winning week for Wall Street, and we seem to be uh, kind of getting back to where we were in, uh, in December. Yeah, Bob, it was a good week. Uh, the stock market closed higher, and that marks the tenth week out of the last eleven that we saw the market move up. Um, you know, strength in mega mega cap stocks kind of returned. We saw the Magnificent Seven, you know, kind of move forward again. And some of those big tech stocks um, got some reports coming in, the earnings reports, which we've been talking about. We saw uh, some of the big financial institutions report last week, um, some news around some healthcare care and, and airline companies. And uh, we also got some economic data. And again, the uh, economic data showed inflation is, uh, you know, under control in some ways and, and in other ways, uh, you know, maybe a little hotter than expected. So still some uncertainty as to what the Fed's going to do as we head towards March. Still a lot of belief that rates will, will be brought down uh, during the year. And, uh, you know, again, Bob, just a, just an overall decent week um, coming off a really good year from last year. Uh, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial a- Average go up 126 points for the week. We're now at 37,592. Uh, that was a 0.3% gain for the week. And year-to-date, we're still a little off. We're, we're down negative 0.3% on the Dow. Uh, the S&P 500 index, the broader index, was up 86 points. We're at 4,783 now. Uh, that was a 1.8% gain for the week, and year-to-date we're up 0.3%. Uh, the NASDAQ composite, which had that big year last year, had a good week last week, up 3.1%, um, pretty much erasing all the losses from the week prior. And year-to-date we're negative 0.3% on the NASDAQ. And those small mid-cap stocks were flat for the week. Uh, we're still off about 3.8% on the small mid-caps uh, year-to-date. But overall, Bob, you know, a, a good start of the year and, you know, lots lots of uh, data to focus on. And, you know, we got to continue to look forward and, and be good investors here. Now, the best news for a lot of people was the fact that the uh, producer's price index indicated that inflation was continuing to ease, and that embroiled a lot of hopes that uh, the Fed will start cutting interest rates perhaps as early as March of this year. And, and you know, that's the key, Bob. We're going to talk a lot about interest rates this year, a lot about the Fed. Um, again, over the last couple of years, that's been a big part of the economic you know consideration. We, we saw the Fed get behind inflation. Uh, not raise rates soon enough, and inflation kind of got out of control, and we all felt that. And 
then the Fed really spent a good year and a half just being diligent, right? You know, bringing rates higher, trying to slow the economy down. And now we see that CPI inflation rate, you know, uh, 3.4%, you know, still far away from that 2% that they hoped for. But, um, you know, the, the producer price index had some good, a good reading last week was still, you know, it's going to give the Fed some belief that they're, they're doing their job. So we'll just have to wait and see if uh, March is the start. But sometime this year, we'll probably we'll see interest rates come down. So we have all this uh, buoyant feeling about the stock market this year and all these good uh, good thoughts and everything, but uh, quite frankly, uh, we don't want to be so buoyant that we uh, float away from reality. What are you telling investors as you look at 2024? Well, Bob, you know, we've been doing this for a while, and, you know, we don't we don't really pay a lot of attention to the market. We, we continue to say, you know, it's not a stock market, it's a market of stocks. And, um, you know, for us, that's what gives us confidence to continue to be an investor. You know, I'm not sure what the market's going to do. Nobody is. You know, everybody expected a really bad year last year. We had one of the best years ever. Um, this year, everybody's expecting a really good market. It may, it may or may not, but I think the key is you continue to be an investor for us. <clears throat> you know, we're out there identifying great businesses, uh, great business models, companies that have, you know, great value propositions. They have revenue and profits and they're going to continue to push their businesses forward, whether their stock prices go up or down in the short run is only part of the equation, Bob. we got to look three to five years out, you know, continue to be investors, and that's what we continue to tell, tell our clients, and you know, that's, that's the philosophy that we operate under. So you got to pay attention to what's happening and make good decisions. Use all the data that you can, but at the same time, you got to keep that long-term outlook. Let's start absorbing some of that data right now on the good program called Invest Wisely with Walt Secura. And once again, if you have any questions, give us a call at 330-673-1234 in this very cold Sunday morning. We'll look at trends and insights now. Walt does a credible lot of research every single week and looks at some of these uh, facts and interesting things that are occurring that, uh, once again, might have an impact on how you're investing and where you're investing. First off, China-based companies control more than 80% of the global supply chain for solar panels. They have an even higher share of the special polysilicon material used to produce those panels. Is this causing some concern in the global markets about such a such a large chunk being held by one country? It really is, Bob. You know, we continue to, you know, preach our independence here, our, our economic independence, and our, you know, be relying less on supply chains that are attached to countries that maybe, you know, we, we don't trust uh, as much as we did maybe in the past. And, you know, China is one of those countries, obviously. And, you know, to see the amount uh, that they control of this, you know, the solar panels and that market and, you know, the fact that really we have an administration and, and you know, economic policy that's trying to push clean energy and solar. And uh, it's, it's pretty interesting, you know, when you really break down and look at the supply chain and, and try to get an understanding of this. Um, you know, something that maybe U.S. companies really need to, you know, think about uh, as, as they continue their R&D and, and the development of clean energy as we go forward. And another interesting fact is that about 20% of the office space in major U.S. cities right now is a vacant, unleased, up uh, more, about 2% since uh, 2022. Now, obviously, the pandemic had a big impact on the way people do business and the way they use their office space, but this is the highest amount of vacancy in office space since 1979. Yeah, Bob, you know, we saw the trend start with COVID, and it's just continued. And I, I think, you know, as we said at that time, companies are really starting to look at the space that they, they rent and lease and, you know, the expense of that space. And we see the uh, remote working still be a pretty big trend in corporate America out there. And 
So, so again, we, it's not as surprising to see this trend. It puts a lot of pressure on commercial real estate. And, uh, you know, that'll be a market to watch to see if there's continued fragmentation there, if that, you know, commercial real estate can kind of, you know, find growth again. But right now, you know, we're kind of stagnant and a lot of vacancies still out there. Looking at the world of uh, aircraft and airplanes, uh, Airbus, 2319, are the gross orders for Airbus airplanes in 2023. That is double that of 2022, and 29% over the previous record they set back in 2014. I have to think to myself, you know, compared to some of the other big manufacturers out there like Boeing, do you think the trouble that Boeing is having with their newest planes is causing more people to go buy Airbus instead? Well, I, I think there is, you know, always a, a desire uh, from anybody ordering planes to, you know, get those orders in, and there's, you know, there's an oligopoly here, not a lot of companies that do this, but uh, yeah, the orders are spread out. I, I think it just sh- continues to show the big demand for air travel. And as you also, you know, stated there, Bob, also some challenges, uh, you know, with, with uh, you know, some of the planes not performing as they should and, you know, issues coming up, um, you know, the, the control and the, you know, the quality control is going to be very, very much a big issue. Regulations are probably going to be higher in this industry. Uh, you know, we continue to like, again, we, we mentioned Transdime up in Cleveland. Uh, we continue to like some of the pieces, parts players, as opposed to the big uh, manufacturers, uh, you know, people that pr- provide the pieces that go into building the planes. So, you know, Transdime is still our favorite uh, in this industry. But again, a very good, interesting, uh, you know, trying to look at. Getting your doors sucked out at 10,000 feet is a little bit of concern to a lot of people. And that's uh, going to have to be addressed by, by somebody uh, in fairly short order so that folks don't have that kind of concern. Yeah, absolutely. I think they grounded, like, I think it was 191 planes, uh, you know, off of that uh, Alaskan Air uh, debacle. And, yeah, it's it's something that definitely is uh, top, top of the news, Bob. And, and, you know, air travel is something that a lot of people have a little apprehension about anyway. And, you know, any unsafety there is definitely a big issue for, for that industry. Streaming services. Oh, they really have caught on and have been in the major way people now get their uh, video entertainment off the Internet. But uh, subscribers are now starting to look very carefully at how many streaming services they have. and They're canceling subscriptions. Uh, 24% of people have canceled at least three services over the past two years. One of the biggest, of course, is Netflix. They say they have over 23 million users now on its ad-supported tier, and they just uh, told Variety Magazine that this past week. So uh, they seem to be uh, kind of struggling back, but how is their stock doing? Well, the stock's been doing good, Bob. It's had a nice recovery. Um, you know, we, we actually like Netflix here. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not buying, but it's definitely on our watch list. Um, they've done a good job. This, is, this has been a very competitive space. Um, you know, content is kind of king here, but there was a big wonder when they had this ad-supported tier, you know, what that would do to subscriptions. And, you know, they've, they've really, like I said, 23 million subscriptions with the ad-based uh, tier. That's going to bring a lot of additional revenue to the company. So uh, stock is definitely worth taking a look at here. Once again, we're talking to Walt Sokira of the AKW Group here in Akron on Invest Wisely. A time to open up our phones for you to call up and talk to Walt about particular stock issues that interest you. 330-673-1234 here in Akron. Listening online, you can call us toll-free at 800-669-4100. So taking a look at some of the uh, stocks that we've been looking at the past uh, uh, year or so, NVIDIA and Advanced Micro Devices have unveiled chips this past Monday to run an artificial intelligence on high-end personal computers. Now, the NVIDIA stock uh, really blasted out of a base. AMD also rallied 
These announcements will come on the eve of the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, with, of course, artificial intelligence going to be the big theme in 2024. Absolutely, Bob. It's a big thing. Big thing last year drove the market, and you know, we're starting this year the same way. You know, NVIDIA has been a core, core holding for us in our core equity portfolio, advanced micro devices we own in our women's uh, leadership portfolio, uh, led by CEO Lisa Stu. Um, so again, you know, you look at these two companies, they're, they're doing what they should do. You know, they continue to innovate. Uh, they're launching new chips. Uh, they're at the top of the market mind. Uh, you know, capturing, uh, you know, the, the imagination and the, you know, the, the will of, of investors here. And, you know, NVIDIA's got off to the year a good start. We're up another, uh, I think, 10% year to date on NVIDIA. Stock's pushing 547. Uh, AMD is, uh, you know, flat for the year. And again, uh, you know, still, still a stock worth looking at around 146 a share. So two stocks we continue to like and continue to, you know, be, be an investor in, Bob. Now, we talked earlier about Boeing and its woes with its MAX 9 jets. As might might expect, the stock really plummeted last week because of that announcement and those problems. But does that mean that Boeing is now a buy because it could be a bargain? I can't conceive that Boeing is going to go out of business over this. No, I mean, it, you know, the stock's selling off the way that it did, Bob. I mean, it lost 12% um, in value last week. Stock traded down. We were at, you know, 257 a share, and now we're down to 217 a share. I mean, that's a big sell-off, and... You know, long term, you know, Boeing is still uh, going to be a big player here. Uh, might be a little disruption in earnings, maybe, you know, dead money for a while. But again, a long term investor, this might be a point to look at Boeing. Uh, we're not currently buying. Again, I, you know, we continue to like players like Transdime over Boeing, but, uh, it, you know, it's definitely a stock on our radar. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secura. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Konnichiwa. Ohio Gazaimos. <laughs> Good morning, Ken. How are you? Good, good. Beautiful day out there in the sun and some snow. Anyway, this time of year, I have to justify my uh, uh, existence to my wife, uh, and I and I did some homework, and I found out that I did uh, three times better <clears throat> last year on my investments than the uh, Harvard uh, Endowment Fund. You know, the the fund that they get all their contributions, multi-billion dollar endowment <laughs> fund. So. Right. She she didn't take my financial keys away from me uh, yesterday, so I, I passed the test. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's good. To, that's good a... to know. We, we worry about uh, Mrs. Ken out there. She's uh, she's uh, liking those investments you're making, Ken. Yeah, the uh, I was surprised that they only did four uh, percent return on their endowment fund, and and uh, here's a guy in Ohio with a 98 IQ did a, for three or four times better than him. <laughs> yeah, that? you know, that's that's a fund, again, when you look at it, it's interesting. These institutional investors, you know, it's uh, diversification. Sometimes we use the word diversification. You know, the more you put money into different things, the more you, you're buying things that don't go down, you know, when other things go up and when things go down, you know, other things go the other way. But sometimes that works against you. So it's, uh, it's definitely a fund that's well diversified, or I guess you could use the word diversified. Yeah, well, she didn't take my keys. But anyway, my my subject I, I was working on this week is uh, a stock called Digital Realty, and uh, and they have uh, data centers, and uh, I'm still getting into it. But uh, uh, if you ever uh, – the other one's Iron Mountain that's in the same field. Right. Yeah. Digital uh, Realty Trust is a uh, real estate investment trust. Um, 
you know, this this is uh yeah, data centers have been a big growth uh component of the market and this pays a dividend. Uh real estate investment trust you gotta watch. One of the one of the things they kick off are those K ones and that can slow down your tax reporting. So we always warn people when they're looking at real estate investment oh, trust oh, to yeah. keep that in well, mind. My wife won't like to hear that. I'm glad you said that. I I uh she doesn't want any more K ones because they gotta wait till two weeks before uh filing time to get those in. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's always a, a little bit of a sour taste in investors' mouths when they realize they gotta wait for those uh, K ones to roll in. Yeah. But I wonder about Iron Mountain. Uh yeah, Iron- Iron Mountain's a good company. Uh, again, we, we've uh, followed them. We haven't been a buyer. Um, you know, it seems like they've slowed down a little bit, like a lot of these companies. Again, the competitors out there. Last couple quarters, we've seen sales, you know, come down quite a bit and earnings come down. Analyst expectations are a lot lower this year. So I, I think it, it's a good company, but may not, maybe not a great stock here, Ken. Fortinet, are you still in Fortinet? We are, yeah. We we lived through a tough year with Fortinet last year. Um, you know, there were some other uh, uh, cybersecurity companies that did better, but you know, we we like its positioning. We think there's recovery ahead. I mean, you look at the sales and earnings. You know, they're a victim of their own success. We talk about these companies. I mean, they're doing still nine, sixteen percent earnings, twenty four percent profit growth, and the stock. Uh, you know, the, the had to come off of some big numbers. You know, when you're doing thirty, forty percent revenue and you slow down to 16, you know, the market doesn't like that, but we like it. We we think over the three to five years, we still do pretty well with Fortinet. Okay, you guys have a good week. Thank you. All right, Ken. Thank you for calling 330-673-1234 to talk about stocks with our expert, Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. And going back to earnings reports, we uh, saw them kicking off this uh, week, and the banks always uh, lead the way. J.P. Morgan Chase, which is a long-term holding in the AKW core equity portfolio, uh, they fell short of revenue expectations in the fourth quarter, but their shares have climbed to all-time highs. Yeah, it's, again, one of the best-run financial institutions out there, uh, Bob. And, again, we saw a 12% revenue growth. They did $38.6 billion, over $34.5 billion the you know, quarter last year, quarter over quarter, 19% profit growth. Um, again, you know, this is just a company that's well-diversified in, in all financial services, you know, banking, lending, uh, asset management, uh, you know, just, just a well-run company. Uh, Jamie Dimon did make some positive remarks. He, he had been very negative last year with a lot of his comments, but you know he remarked that the economy remains resilient, and you know consumers have not stopped spending. And he he does believe that the market's kind of reached a soft landing. So uh, again, way different than the comments he was making last year. Uh, you know, a very very dire comments. Uh, so it's good to see one of the world's biggest bankers, you know, have some positive things to say and. His company continues to lead him forward with a, with a lot of success. Now, Bank of America and Wells Fargo also declined. They came up short in their earnings reports. But Citigroup beat earnings views after announcing some big share charges. They also plan to cut about 20,000 jobs. So uh, that makes the investors kind of happy when they hear that kind of news. Yeah, it, it also shows, you know, maybe this economy is really starting to slow. I mean, when you see a big employer like Citigroup announce uh, 20,000, you know, layoffs, uh, let, letting people go, uh, that's a that's a big message out there, Bob, you know, and uh, I think we're going to start seeing that a little bit more. Uh, companies will do what they need to do to continue to push forward, and, you know, labor costs are a very big, high component of that. So, you know, again, maybe some more data for the Fed to focus on to see that, 
you know, their job may be done here. They might have slowed this economy to the effect that it's now it's going to start hitting the labor market a little bit, and that'll be a big uh, data point for them. Now, BlackRock, the asset management company, they reported a 17% earnings increase, also announced a $12 billion takeover of a global infrastructure, another fund manager. Yeah, these, you know, these big companies get bigger. Um, you know, they have the capital and the cash flow to go out and make acquisitions. And, you know, BlackRock is always uh, already the biggest, uh, you know, asset manager out there and, you know, making another acquisition of another fund manager. So, uh, the big get bigger, and uh, BlackRock continues to show its dominance and its strength in the market. In the world of uh, airlines themselves, Delta Airlines, their earnings fell 13%, but their fourth quarter revenue grew 11% to some $13.7 billion. Their full-year EPS went up uh, nearly 100% to $6.25. They got that up on uh, first quarter EPS amid some bullish comments on travel for the year to come in 2024. So the the target of EPS was in line with consensus, but uh, didn't see there's much growth and still belong long-term, below long-term targets. So in spite of all that uh, supposed good news, the Delta Airlines stock also went down on Friday. Again, they've been showing some real recovery uh, the last two years, Bob. And again, you know, these numbers are good. Um, you know, they're, they're continuing to show growth, but it's always a forward-looking game. And this is a tough industry. You know, um, again, it's hard to make money in air travel. Um, uh, you know, you, you really are subject to a lot of costs. Uh, input costs and one of the biggest ones energy and we'll have to continue to watch oil and you know where energy costs go go forward uh you know jet fuel is very expensive and it'll be interesting to watch this industry but again delta the, the trends are there people still want to travel it's just getting to that profitability is hard sometimes and of course medical firms they also announced some fourth quarter results dexcom and intuitive surgical their stock surged on their strong reports of what they say is going to come out of the fourth quarter yeah, these are two companies that, you know, we follow. Uh, we actually own Dexcom in our small mid-cap portfolio. Um, they make the monitoring devices, glucose monitoring systems, um, uh, warn, you know, the people wear on their arms. Uh, they give, you know, readings of their glucose levels. Uh, strong, you know, they made some statements, forward-looking statements, you know, uh, for their upcoming earnings reports saying that they expect some really, really strong numbers uh, coming off of a quarter last quarter, which was very strong. So, Dexcom is one we like. Intuitive Surgical, we've always liked. Uh, we just uh, always struggled to buy it in our portfolios. Uh, they're the maker of the Da Vinci, uh, you know, uh, surgery, uh, robotic uh, surgery uh, uh, machine. Anybody that watched Grey's Anatomy probably saw that on there, you know, how they, they use the robotics to do certain surgeries. Uh, da Vinci is the leader in that, uh, Intuitive Surgical. Uh, but, again, they announced some really good results, too, saying that their upcoming earnings are going to be very, very strong. That's good to see these medical companies really starting to, you know, get get back onto some profitability. A lot of them struggled through COVID, you know, when a lot of the hospitals were uh, pushing surgeries out and so forth. So, again, it's good to see these medical companies back uh, in some profitability. In the world of retail, uh, people like Amber Crabbey and Fitch, American Eagle Outfitters, Urban Outfitters, uh, all had their uh, stocks jump on some uh, great holiday sales and upbeat uh, guidance for the fourth quarter. Lululemon Athletica also raised their fourth quarter guidance to be in line with the views, but their shares fell for the week. And uh, Crocs gave an upbeat revenue guidance, and their stock went up. Yeah, we've seen a lot of these stocks jump uh, last week, Bob, on some good, uh, good reports and good news, and shows the consumer is still spending, uh, you know, so 
Uh, looking at these stocks, teen retailers, like you said, American Eagle, Abercrombie & Fitch, Urban Outfitters, that did, did you know, put some really strong results. Lululemon, we continue to like. That's in our women's empowerment portfolio. Uh, Crocs, I think, jumped almost 20% last week. Uh, again, you know, they kind of fell out of favor last year with some other brands like Decker's, which were, uh, you know, kind of stealing maybe some of the show. But Crocs is showing some resilience and uh, starting to turn things around. So, a uh, lot, lot of retailers to focus on. A lot, a lot of these retailers still making money. Now, Tesla, our favorite electric car maker, their stock tumbled on some of the news last week. Of course, there's a lot of heavy competition coming out of China now in the electric car field. They've been cutting prices at Tesla to try to get their sales back up. But this I didn't know about. Rental car company Hertz is getting rid of their electric fleet, which were mostly Tesla vehicles. So Tesla stock went down last week on all this negative news. Tesla is, of course, a long-term holding that you have at AKW Group. Does this kind of negative news impact on what you think you'll be doing with Tesla stock? Uh, in the short run, it's it's disruptive. It's, you know, again, a company like this is in the news, uh, of course, with their leader, Elon, who was in the news for uh, some of his drug use as well, um, you know, is, is always kind of a bipolar company. They're, you either love it or hate it. Um, again, we try to step away from that and look at the, the technology, uh, the electrical vehicles. But again, you know, we see the charging stations as a big asset for them um, as, as you think of the long-term growth of electric vehicles, not the short-term growth. And, and also some of their solar panels and, you know, battery technology. So again, we, we try to be long-term investors here, Bob. It's hard when you got a company always in the news and sometimes not with the best news surrounding it. Um, you know, these trends happen. Uh, you have to step back and really assess what they mean to the bottom line, and we'll continue to do that. Again, if we see a fracture in the story, if we see financial weakness, uh, we're, we're not afraid to move away from Tesla or any stock. Uh, but right now, we'll continue to be an investor, and if we change our mind, we'll, we'll let you know. Did you know anything more about why Hertz is uh, cutting out their electric rental fleet? I think it's just not been good for them, you know, and I think they're having a lot of issues with the vehicles, uh, you know, drivers out there with the charging and, uh, you know, just managing that fleet. So it's, 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 it's interesting to watch. I mean, it was a big, uh, exciting thing, you know, to be able to rent one, but I think uh, the realities of running a fleet of them has not been, you know, what, what's been good for, uh, for Hertz. So uh, 20,000 vehicles, that's a lot, so, uh, taking them off the fleet. Again, if anybody listening today would like to talk about stocks like this individually to the folks of the AKW Group, they can uh, call your office here locally at 234-466-7476. They mentioned they heard on WNIL. You'll give the same kind of conversation we just had. Absolutely. Yeah, we're always willing to talk. Uh, we learn a lot from our, our clients and the people we interact with. We're always looking for good ideas. We're willing to discuss ideas. We learn a lot when we dive in and look through the research and Again, you know, we, we love the conversation, so don't hesitate to call. Uh, we mentioned last week we have the Baird Opportunities list from our research department, a lot of intellectual capital. If you want a copy of that list, call in, talk to Kevin. Uh, I know he sent a couple out last week from, from listeners that, you know, wanted to look at the stocks that are on that Baird list. So give us a call. We're happy to send it to you. We're happy to have a conversation. We're here to help. What are some of the stocks on that Baird list? Uh, you know, Bob, there's a lot of good ones on there. They have dividend stocks on there. Um, they have, you know, growth stocks, uh, value stocks. I mean, it's it's broken down by category. Um, some overlap with us. And, you know, NVIDIA is on there. Um, you know, we, we have some overlap in our portfolios, but uh, also some unique ideas. Again, we, 
we don't buy every idea the bear brings out, but again, it's great to have that research. So, you know, we tell people to, you know, call in and get it. Take a look at it. Again, call them at 234-466-7476 for that bear list of cool stocks, if you will. And remember, too, you can get the podcast of this broadcast by going to the website, akwgoop.bairdwealth.com, and clicking on the Hear the Difference section. So once again, Walt Secure, what's coming up for next week? Bob, we're going to have to get over that Browns loss from yesterday. That's going to be part of the healing. And then we'll uh, we'll take a look at all the data this week, and we'll be back with you next week. Once again, Walt Secura, the AKW Group. Give them a call at 234-466-7476. Tell them we heard them on WNIR. Kent Akron. I'm Bob Lewis. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Airbus, symbol E-A-D-S-Y. Advanced Micro Devices, Inc., symbol AMD. Alaska Air Group, Inc., symbol ALK. Abercrombie & Fitch, symbol ANF. American Eagle Outfitters, symbol AEO. Bank of America, symbol BAC. BlackRock, Inc., symbol BLK. The Boeing Company, symbol BA. Citigroup, Inc., symbol C. Crocs, Inc., symbol CROX. Delta Airlines, Inc., symbol DAL. Dexcom, Inc., symbol DXCM. Digital Realty Trust, Inc., symbol DLR. Fortinet, Inc., symbol FTNT, Hertz Global Holdings, Inc., symbol HTZ, Intuitive Surgical, Inc., symbol ISRG, Iron Mountain Incorporated, symbol IRM, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol JPM, Lululemon Athletica, Inc., symbol LULU, Netflix, Inc., symbol NFLX, NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA, Tesla, Inc., symbol TSLA, Transdyne Group Incorporated, symbol TDG, Urban Outfitters, Inc., symbol URBN, and Wells Fargo and Company, symbol WFC. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a mark in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.